Hi everyone, welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by Dad. Good evening. Good evening, Dad. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm so excited about the case that we have this week. This makes me a little nervous and concerned. <laughs> it's going to be our first case where we have external audio. Oh, it's good. Soundtrack yeah. and documentary audio. Mm-hmm. We have... Uh, cool. In this case, police dash cam footage with sound. Good, it cuts down on my need to make sound effects. Yeah, apparently Queso is helping us out with sound effects. That thumping in the background is Queso scratching her face. Hard to itch your ear without doing that, I suppose. (laughs) The dogs are especially active today. They're really wound up. There's a lot of panting in the background. So, uh, yeah. Thanks but for your patience, everybody. I don't have to make, you know, police siren noises or helicopter noise with my mouth or anything like that. Nope, nope. We got full-on dog This is an improvement. Craziness. Okay, so this week we're doing the case of Deputy Joshua Gordon. Okay. Okay. No. All right, so October 5th... Again, I'm not sure if this is the victim or the murderer or what. the best part of, like, you not knowing anything. I have no freaking idea what this, any of this means, but go ahead. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Is Jep- Deputy Gordon the good guy or the bad guy? I don't know. You don't know. All right, so we're starting October 5th, 2015. Okay. Key West High School is locked down because at 12.40 p.m., on a Monday, so this October 5th is a Monday, the police get a call uh, from attorney Merrill Sands. He's 69. He claims he was robbed at gunpoint on the 1500 block of 4th Street, right near the school. This is actually on Stock Island. It's not on the uh, main island of Key West. So he gets, there's an armed robbery of this guy, um, Merrill Sands. He's an attorney. He calls the cops. The cops think that maybe the suspect is hiding on campus at the high school because the armed robbery took place right across the street from the high school. That's not good. So the suspect is a guy, a man. He's between the ages of 18 and 25. He was wearing a green shirt. Key West police are joined by Fish and Wildlife Commission. And I I found the article about this shutdown. Um, There's like all these Fish and Wildlife guys because, of course, there's a lot of fish and wildlife police down in the Keys. And they get tired of just measuring fish and handing out citations. Counting lobsters. Uh, And so they're helping them with the search. But ultimately, they don't find the suspect on campus or anywhere else nearby. So the lockdown ends at 2.15. Which is good news pretty much for all concerned, I would say. Yep, yep. So that's October 5th. All right. We're jumping ahead to October 14th. Timothy Eugene Thomas, age 25, is sought for questioning in connection with the robbery. Three names is usually serial killer. (laughs) I think we have seen from the pattern in our six or seven episodes so far that that's not the case. Okay, never mind. Uh, Police reports just have all three names. They do. Yeah. Uh, so they just, I'm sorry, it's Timothy Eugene Thomas III. Oh, all four names. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to mistake him for his dad. <laughs> right. So he's 25. Um, they're seeking him in connection with this robbery that happened nine days earlier on October 5th. Um, the... Wait, they're seeking Timothy Eugene... Thomas III. Whitey the third? Howell the third? He's, he's Junior. 25. <laughs> they're seeking him? Uh, he seems like he's very upper crusty from his name. 
Yeah, it seems like he's not from other information that we have about him. The name is much more upper crusty well, than the Good job naming him, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the police spokeswoman said Thomas is not considered a suspect, but is wanted for questioning as a person of interest. That's always how it starts. Don't uh-huh. believe this, folks. If you're... If they want to talk to you as a person of interest, their interest is in arresting you. (laughs) Yeah. So that's October 14th. So October 5th is when the robbery happens. October 14th, they announce that they're looking for this guy. October 23rd, someone calls in to the Key West police station and reports their license plates have been stolen. So Deputy Josh Gordon takes the report of the stolen plates. Oh, no, I'm not. That's bad. So, and basically all he does is like write down the plate number because what are you going to do, right? Like the license plates were stolen off my car and it's, it's like... It's easy to identify them. Yeah. Tell me the license plate number. So that's October 23rd. Oh, now I feel bad for the deputy because it doesn't sound like he's the assailant. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. October 24th, Deputy Gordon, same guy who took the report the night before, he's out on patrol and he spots a Ford Mustang in Key West that has the stolen license plates on it. Nice work, Deputy. Yep, so he took the report for the plates and then he spots them. So he starts to follow the car out of Key West onto Stock Island, but he doesn't pull it over right away because he wants to wait for backup. And he knows he can't really go anywhere in the Keys. Yep. What he doesn't know is that the man driving the car is Timothy Eugene Thomas III, the person of interest in the robbery, mm-hmm. who also is wanted for a probation and marijuana possession charge in Orange County in Central Florida. So Everyone he, in Key West may be wanted for a possession of marijuana charge and warrant somewhere. Uh yeah. It's high percentage. <laughs> I got to say, like, so marijuana is now legal here in Washington, D.C., and I smell a lot more marijuana in D.C. than I do in Key West. True. People yeah. do tend, I think, tend to smoke in their cars here going by yeah, my commuting do. experience. They do, and you don't really see that in Key and West. And I commute early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... We're on October 24th. Deputy Gordon, he spots this Ford Mustang. It's got the stolen plates on it. He doesn't know that uh, Timothy Eugene Thomas III is driving the car, the guy who is wanted in connection with the armed robbery. But he's, he's waiting for backup. He's waiting for backup. So he's following the Ford Mustang, yep. waiting for backup. Um, and so eventually Thomas spots that there's a cop car behind him. And so he decides he's going to run. Now it's dark. It's nighttime. So it's dark. So he turns off his lights on the Ford Mustang and starts speeding down 2nd Avenue. This is like the main road in Stock Island. Um, So Gordon switches on his flashers. This automatically activates the dashboard cameras in sheriff's office vehicles. So he's part of the Monroe County Sheriff. Um, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so the footage... Shows once he flips the flashers on that Thomas gets up to 75 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour zone. So he's fleeing. Uh, He eventually, Thomas eventually loses control of his car, hits a stop sign, and he kind of wedges it between a stop sign and a fence. So uh, there's a bunch of stuff that happens then. But I'm not going to start by telling you what it is. I'm going to play the dash cam footage. Now, Dear Dad and I can see the dash cam footage. I'm going to put a link in the description so you can watch it. But the uh, the audio is pretty good of what's going to happen. So I'm just going to play it straight through first. And then I'm going to start it back over and we'll play it again and kind of talk through it. But I just want to play it for everybody to hear first. And I'm going to let GR Dad actually watch it. So this is the dash cam footage that was uh, released 
by the Monroe County this Sheriff's Office. This is October Office. 24th. Yep. So that's super dramatic. Yep. So uh, so here's what you just heard, and we'll we'll kind of walk through and we'll play that audio again. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of gunshots in there. So um, so the guy, the cop is chasing him. The uh, the suspect hits a stop sign. His car is stopped. He kind of turns right, but he overturns, so he jams his his car into like to the right of the stop sign between the stop sign and like a chain link fence or something yep. instead of taking the turn. That's right. So he doesn't quite make the turn. Uh, the deputy gets out of his car, tells the guy to come out with his hands up. The guy, Thomas, comes out with one hand up and then he reaches back in, pulls out a gun and fires at the deputy. He hits Deputy Gordon square in the middle of the chest oh. with those shots. Deputy Gordon gets knocked back. Now what you can't see in this view is that at the same time, uh, Deputy Gordon's partner shows up. So he's been waiting for backup. Yeah. yeah. Um, so backup shows up in the middle of that. Um, Man, this is a cop's nightmare. This is exactly why they're always super careful in traffic stops. Yeah. Some idiot's um, going to shoot at them. So this is Sergeant David Larice shows up, like literally right as Deputy Gordon <sighs> gets out and tells the guy to put his hands up. Um, Thomas ducks into the car. He pulls out the gun. He shoots Deputy Gordon, hits him in the chest. Um, Gordon gets knocked back. He's laying in the middle of the street. Uh, Larice, the partner, gets out of his car. He empties all 14 rounds out of his Glock. And that's why you hear, you hear like initial shots. That's Thomas shooting at the cop. Right. And then you hear a whole bunch more shots. So yeah, that's yeah. Larice gets out of his car. He empties his Glock, uh, Glock 21, 45 caliber pistol Whoa. at Thomas. Gordon gets back up. So he's shot in the chest. Ugh. He sits back up. He empties all 16 of his rounds from his Glock 22, 40 caliber at the suspect. And you can kind of hear that there's like a bunch of shots and there's a pause and then there's a bunch more shots. Yeah. Um, Larice has emptied his gun and then you see Thomas gets back in the car and he kind of starts rocking it back and forth to get it unstuck so yep. he can go. Um, he gets finally gets the car out and as he's driving off, um, Gordon goes to his trunk. He's shot in the chest, gets his AR-15 out. Oh, is that what that is? That's what that is. So you hear three really loud shots at the end. So I want to play it again just so you know what's happening. Yeah, so there's that's like... That's him shooting at the fleeing car again. With the AR-15. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, because you, you hear there's like there's like three thunk, thunk, thunk shots at the end. So let me play it one more time. So, so it's you a 45, can... a 40 cal, and then an AR-15. Yeah. So here we're looking at the pursuit. 
All right, now right about here is when the car crashes. The deputy's about a block behind, and he's now just coming up on it. Coming up on a stopped car. So the driver's side opens, and... He's got one hand up, and right now he reaches in, Blast pulls the, the gun, and he fires a bunch of shots. And these are the cops returning fire. Car's kind of rocking. Here comes the AR-15 in a second. Yeah. Like those three heavy ones at the end are the AR-15. Uh, so there's a ton of gunfire no going on in there. Um, and more shots than I had initially thought from Thomas, right? Thomas basically empties his guns at the cop. He hits Gordon in the chest. He shoots more than three times. That's he probably, probably why he drives away is because he's out. Of, he's, he doesn't want to reload because he'd get blasted. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point about reloading, which we'll get to. So uh, in this shootout, Thomas, Jeez. the suspect, the driver, gets hit twice. So I don't know if it, and I don't think I saw if it's from the handguns or if it's from the AR-15. Probably the handguns. Uh, probably because he's fleeing when they shoot the AR-15. It's hard to sh- hit somebody while they're driving hard to hit away. the car, let alone the, mm-hmm. the dude, yeah. Um, so Thomas gets hit twice, once in the shoulder, once in the back, but he gets away. Mm. Um, so that night, Thomas's cousin, David Gray Sr., who's 50, he calls um, a Key West police officer that he knows and he's like, look, I know you're looking for this guy. I can get him to turn himself in. He's basically like my son. Like, let's figure this out. At the same time, Thomas, the suspect, the guy who shot at the cops, yeah. calls his cousin, David Gray. Yeah. Uh, and he's, so this, I guess, is on the 25th, so the next day. And is like, hey, meet me at this house. It turns out this is an abandoned house that Thomas seems to have broken into. And he's kind of holed up in there. Um so gray the cousin is like i tried to talk him into surrendering i talked to him um gray and his son david gray jr who's 30. his actual son not his actual thomas, son who's like a son yeah so his actual son is about the same age as thomas um they go to meet him at this house in key west thomas asks him to bring a screwdriver i don't know maybe to pry the bullets out because he's been shot twice right he was shot twice the night before yeah um so meanwhile, like Gray has is telling the cops that this has happened. So the Key West police are like, look, don't go to the house. Wait for us. He goes anyway. Um, so they're all kind of holed up in there. Um, but the police. So yeah, they drive over Gray, senior and junior drive over to the house on their scooters. Oh. They're in Key West. In their Vespas. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so the cops are like, all right, well, we're just going to follow them. And then we know where the dude's hiding who yeah. shot the cop, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to find this guy. Um, cops around the house. Gray basically comes out and acts as a mediator. So he's kind of <laughs> this go-between. Um, eventually, they get Thomas on the phone with, like, a police negotiator. And they get him to surrender, essentially because he has to go to the hospital. And he knows he has to go to the hospital. Like, he's super screwed up from the shots that he took. It's not like you can just you know patch it's not, those it's not like up. tv yeah, yeah. no like you, gunshots real hard to just patch They're up kind of made to not be easy to patch up yeah yeah so the paramedics come so he's like okay i'll surrender if you take me to the hospital so the paramedics come to like you know take a look at him and take him to the hospital and he's bragging 
at the paramedics. He says, I don't know what they hit me with, but I hit them with some shit. I had a 30 clip in my bag, but I just couldn't get to it. So he's kind of like bragging about shooting this cop. Uh, what an asshole. So he had a 15 round magazine and we maybe heard all the 15 of those rounds in that clip. Um, that he gets off and he's like, yeah, I've got a 30 round clip in my bag. I just couldn't reach it. Um, but I, I hit them with a bunch of stuff. So they take him to Lower Keys Medical Center, which is on Stock Island. It's like the hospital down by Key West, um, where apparently he's just talking about the gunfight the whole time. He says that the only reason that he surrendered is because that he needed to get the medical treatment. He Otherwise, he wouldn't have turned himself in. Um, and he was asked if uh, one of the paramedics was asked if his demeanor reflected relief that it was over and the paramedics like yeah it seemed more cocky or arrogant to me so um, so anyway Thomas goes to the hospital he gets treated then they take him to bond uh, to jail he's held without bond Debbie Gordon meanwhile was shot in the chest yeah Bulletproof vest, man. Nice work. Bulletproof dude. vest saved him. I was going to ask about that before. I'm hoping. Yep. Good, uh, good job. So Thomas had a nine millimeter right in the middle of the chest, hit him. <sighs> Bulletproof vest worked. They interviewed Thomas. I think it was when he was on the stand at the trial, and he says, I didn't know what happened. Uh, I got the wind knocked out of me. I didn't know if the vest worked or not. <sighs> so he's like, He knows he got shot. It's he gets he- knocked back. I mean, back. I'm sure it's a heavy blow. Yeah. It's not, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Good, um, good job, deputy. Yeah. So this is all in 2015 that this happened. Um, and as we have seen from other cases, it takes an awful long time for these cases to work their way through the system. I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if that's Monroe County or Florida, but two or three years for these kinds of cases to work their way through. Yeah. The first thing I think that happens in many criminal trials is that the defense waives their right to a speedy trial. Yeah. And that means so they can have time to prepare, but that kind of means that there's no timeline anymore and everyone kind of proceeds and takes a long time. Yeah. Well, so in January of 2017, right, so this all happened in late 2015, so we're kind of a year and a half later, uh, Thomas is in jail on Stock Island, throws a chair through a window in the county jail, uh, causing $1,300 in damage. He apparently became irate during a hearing that was held at the jail, but we don't really know what he was upset about. He just obviously got really upset through the chair, through the window. Um, And then he got sent to the Florida State Hospital in Chattahoochee, um, like a mental health facility. Too nice. Because he was having some problems. nice. Don't they have a nice swampy jail somewhere? (laughs) I mean, who in the Florida State Hospital in Chattahoochee could be swampy? mental treatment it's probably nicer than he deserves yeah so there was a competency hearing in april of 2017 so four months later um and they ruled that he was not mentally competent to stand trial Uh, the prosecutor didn't even object they had someone come in and say yeah he's not and they're like okay um so Mm. he's basically back at the state hospital but eventually he is ruled competent to stand trial goes to trial he pled not guilty he claims that the officers fired on him first i think we have video we do have video. In fact, we have two videos. So I showed you Deputy Gordon's video, yeah, but yeah. his partner pulls up at the same time. His partner also has video, very clearly shows Thomas firing first. There's no doubt. Um, 
And so the jurors deliberated. So this was April 2018. Also, let me back up. It yeah. doesn't matter. If you're getting arrested and the cops fire first, you still don't get to shoot them back. You don't really get to shoot you, them you back. You don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe in Florida, stand your ground and all this. It's crazy world, but come on. It's yeah. police for Pete's sake. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is April 2018. He goes to trial. He says self-defense, but of course they show the dash cam footage. Uh, so the jurors deliberated for three hours. They found him guilty of attempted murder, armed burglary, fleeing eluding police, and petty theft. Um, the this has a mandatory sentence of life in prison, Good. which he got. Good. So uh, he is serving life in prison. Yes. Deputy Gordon who chased the guy and got shot, issued a statement at the end of the trial that says, a couple years ago, a man with evil and cowardly intentions attempted to murder me for performing the duties as a sworn law enforcement officer. Thankfully, I was able to survive this incident due to being provided proper equipment, training, and mindset. I was not only able to continue my career as a law enforcement officer, but most importantly, continue as a husband and father. And alive. That's good. Yep. Yeah, he's not a cop in Monroe County anymore. He's up on the mainland somewhere, but he still is a cop and uh, not dead, thanks to This is the best possible outcome from my initial query. Good. Yep, yep. So uh, He's neither the perp nor the murder victim. Yep, cops did not do anything wrong in this case. And they didn't get killed. I wouldn't have been happy with that either. Nope, very clearly shot on first, and uh, their equipment worked. And so. he wore it, too. It's like, dude, don't, you know, it's hot. I'm going to take my thing off. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, having known a lot of cops and paramedics, um, they're pretty committed to those bulletproof vests. I think they know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I will post. This is kind of public footage that was released by the Monroe County Sheriff's Department. So I'll post a couple links to that so you all can watch it. Um, it's pretty dramatic. You, you see Thomas pull the gun and start firing you don't see any of the other you don't see any of the officers you just sit you don't see see anyone get hit no you see him like get in the car and start to run away and you hear all the gunshots from the cops um but it's not at all gruesome uh but i suspect it could be a little hard to follow like just from the audio so you can watch the video and check that out so this is actually an attempted murder in paradise um, as opposed to an actual murder, but we're going to do a bunch of attempted murders. I have a whole giant list of like <laughs> cases to cover. Um, there's more attempted murders than actual murders. I think you have to put an asterisk by the name of the podcast then. Murders, mm. asterisks in paradise. <laughs> asterisks may not actually be murders. <laughs> I mean, there's a palm tree, which looks sort of like an asterisk. So oh, there you go. I'm yeah. going to stick with that. As long as you put a footnote with a palm tree that says, may not actually be murder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you all know what you're in you're for You're tricking me too, though. I feel tricked. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but it just, again, shows me why traffic stops are so nerve-wracking for cops. I never, I mean, I always roll my eyes when they're, like, super careful about, you know, where my hands are and stuff because it wouldn't occur to me to come out blazing, but holy mackerel, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, like, cops shoot too many people, right? Yep. Like, I get that this is a general problem. But cases, I am always really aware that there are cases where it's not, as straightforward as it seems and if you don't if you're not trained on this you don't know but like you look at something like this and this guy has a hand up when he comes out of the car fake out the cop clearly trying to fake out yeah he has one hand up one hand is not up and then grabs for a gun it goes fast it's super fast right so um and and look i mean i think the cops did exactly the right thing they they didn't shoot him when he didn't put that hand up um no, unfortunately, they have to be 
better than everyone and 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 be professional and take the first shot i yeah. mean get get shot the first right it's, yeah no it's like a yeah. super hard job obviously like nobody wants cops to get shot by criminals at the same time you can't be like oh i'm sort of worried this guy is going to shoot me so i'm going to shoot first absolutely um so th- so i mean this was a great case but it's also it's interesting to watch that video just to see like it happens so fast and it looks like he's coming out with his hands up and it's so fast that he pulls that gun out, and then they have to react. And of course, no. this guy got I mean, shot. It's a cop's his... nightmare. It is. It is. The deputy did nothing wrong, and he gets shot at and gets hit in the chest. Right. I mean, yeah. It's like that's that could have been it. That's right. It's good that he had his one, vest. One foot up, and it's his head. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, it's it's hard. Is yeah, basically it's hard to lesson. be a good cop. It's really yeah. hard. They should pay him more. You ready for palate cleanser? Yeah. All right. Although this one isn't as bad because, you know. Nobody good, nobody good, died. Good guys win. Yeah. Nobody died. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so actually we will have like our not everybody survived here um, because this is tied to the Parkland High School shootings. Mm. Um, if you remember, they had a bunch of therapy dogs so good. come in. And they had, there's like a team of golden retrievers that responds to all sorts of school shootings, right? That kind of travel around. <laughs> Uh, but the school also brought in therapy dogs that have been kind of permanently working at the school, um, as opposed to this group that kind of comes right in the aftermath. And uh, so they've got, you know, a dozen, maybe more, 20, oh, 14, I guess, 14 uh, therapy dogs that just worked at the school and worked with the students. And, you know, the year... Hopefully work means hang out and get petted. That's basically it. <laughs> yes, they hang out and get petted. That's pretty good work. Um, so the, you know, the our, shooting, our goldens work that way too. <laughs> Hopper loves that. She's a therapy dog and she's like, just drapes herself over people and lets them pet her. Yeah. That's her work. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, it does work for the people, so it's good. Yeah. So this is basically like a year and a couple months, right? This was February of 2018 that the shooting happened. It seems like it was so much seems longer. Like five years ago. And yeah. It was a year ago. Yeah. Um, and so the class that's graduating now in the spring, like this is the class of seniors that were there when the shooting happened. And so uh, the students that were putting the yearbook t- together are like, you know, how do we deal with this? You know, last year it was so fresh, right? It happened in February, school year ends in May. Like, you know, you're maybe going to do a tribute to the students who died, but like, that's it. Here, it's like, okay, so it's been a year, but this is still obviously like a huge thing that we've been dealing with over the year. How do we do it? Well, we've got these 14 therapy dogs that have been working here, and so they gave them their own yearbook page. Oh, that's so good. So they did these photo shoots for all the therapy dogs. There's this amazing one of like a golden retriever who worked there. He wore a bow tie for his picture. And a collar. He's very fancy. He's very fancy. So they're all dressed up. Um, and they did this like beautiful photo shoot with all these therapy dogs. And so they got their own page in the yearbook and they're like, it just was like, it's, it's interesting. Like they interviewed Buzzfeed did an article on this and they interviewed the kids that work on the yearbook and they're like, we really wanted it to be good, but we don't, we don't want it to be like everything about us is this shooting. Like there's other stuff here, but how do we really like signify how much of an experience this was for us what are the right ways to do it and so one of the things they said was like well these therapy dogs have been great you know they've been here for us all the time so there's a whole page that's great of the therapy dogs which is really lovely so all uh, different breeds right big little small big ears small ears fluffy 
Yeah, there's like yeah. a couple Goldens, a couple Labs, but like a whole mix of... Yeah, there's like a Poodle and a Bichon Frise and just some obvious mutts yeah. mixed in there. Um, and they would just kind of always be there available at That's the school, great. which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, so we'll post a link to a couple pictures from that and the BuzzFeed article, which is just a nice thing. Therapy dogs are a great thing, and everybody needs more dogs. I mean, there's dog. science that they work, right? They lower blood pressure. They make Absolutely. people less depressed. They Just everything good is is proven this isn't just like anecdotal. that's right yeah. yeah yeah no it's not just like oh i like dogs uh right science says that they make people feel better so there you go a non-murder attempted murders in paradise i'm okay with this i'll make an exception i i accept the exception i don't want people to die yeah i mean it's better than if <laughs> if he died like that would be yeah that, uh, yeah wouldn't even be a better story no i don't like died. no i don't like the unsolved i don't like the people good people getting killed i mean mm-hmm. i'm I, i'm totally ill-suited for this <laughs> podcast actually <laughs> i admit <laughs> well, i have a bunch of planned attempted murders <laughs> that's good uh in the list for us to do except you'll never tell me it was attempted or whatever beforehand but that's okay that's no life. it's better for you to just react it's as we're going along just like real life it's uncertain yep um all right well that's it for this week thanks everybody for listening thanks to your dad sure until until next week don't conk out bye bye